Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brother Sister Show. Uh, we are a family-owned and operated podcast where two siblings keep in touch by talking about movies. This week on episode 96, we're talking about Lamb. 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 But before that, we normally catch up because we don't talk. But what's up? Ever. What's up? What's happening? Um, doing well. Randy boy, uh, the puppy was neutered today. Ouch. So, yeah, he's, he's doing pretty well though. I, cause he's so young, not like super, super young, but he's young enough to where he'll like bounce back pretty fast. So I think he's still drowsy and, you know, probably a little achy, um, not eating as much, not drinking as much, but he's doing good. He's a cutie. Um, so that has been my week that I've been very busy with that. Yeah. Not my week. It happened today, but it's going to be the rest of my week. And um, yeah, I haven't been watching as much. I'm trying to think of what I have done. What did I do this week? I didn't really do anything. Just did a lot of work. Like Nice. Yeah. On the weekend, during the week, just, you know. The grind truly never stops. Um, Amen. And I haven't, so I haven't watched a lot. I've watched, I watched, um, obviously lamb. I was able to, okay. So it's (laughs) you, I don't, you've never had a puppy Anthony, right? So like it's the, the one thing I didn't realize, there's a lot of things I didn't realize about having a puppy, but one of them, and it seems so like I should have known this, but I guess I didn't really realize until we had him that it's basically like kind of what parents complain about, about how you can't just go to the movies. Like it's a, it's a, especially if Sebastian and I want to go together, it's a whole production where we have to like leave him with one of our parents or we, we have to have somebody watch him or like he's too young right now to leave by himself. I mean, we technically could, but he, he probably would just cry the whole time and it wouldn't, Weak. it would just be bad. <laughs> exactly he's a punk ass bitch and so he's just gonna cry the whole time Ain't also no it's balls. just yeah oh <laughs> um he's also just like he's too young he'll have accidents he'll you know he, he's just so young that it's it's difficult to do that so it, that's kind of funny to be like um I told Sebastian like I have to go see Lamb for the podcast and I want <laughs> you to, to go with me but can you ask your mom and dad one of them if they can watch Randall clear so schedule okay funny. yeah it's that's what's nice about now that we live in San Antonio that we have family nearby uh true um, especially because we're going out of town this weekend and that was another thing like the entire weekend I was like oh like what are we gonna do um but our parents are graciously I mean, mom is mom agreed to it I don't know if dad knows maybe he's figuring out whenever the <laughs> podcast comes out <laughs> That this weekend he is watching. Dad just paused it. And he's gonna go talk to mom. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna replay it, and she's like, "What is what is the lamb had a coat on? What does that mean? What the fuck? What? Well, Randall does have a hoodie, so maybe I'll maybe that'll sweeten the deal. The boy had a coat on. Yeah, 
<laughs> um, so yeah, so we have to like, that's the funny thing about having a puppy. There's so many things like he'll cry <laughs> like sometimes hilarious um, during the night. <laughs> no, like it's funny during the night when he has to be let out, like he'll cry sometimes uh, or it's either like people say, well, he either needs to go to the restroom. He's either hungry, he's thirsty, or he just like wants attention. And I was like, oh, so like a baby, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, it's not, I can't equate it to having a baby, but it is like, I think it's adjacent to it. Like it's kind of, I guess, a sneak peek. Um, so it's made me push, like whatever I have an, an idea of when I want to have kids, like added five years, just having this puppy. Um, for sure. Yeah. So I also just don't really talk to people anymore because just everything is consumed by the puppy, but it's a lot better now. Um, the thing that was interesting was, well, it was a lot better because I think because of this movie and I'll get into it. Why? Um, I don't know. Just, I, there's a lot of things I connected with in this movie. And, um, another thing too, is just like seeing his personality come out. Cause when they're so young they kind of just like eat shit, sleep, like that's all they do. Yeah. So when they get older, they start to get like these little personality, like this quirks that they have that are very recognizable, but I didn't realize how much he has or just how much, like how much I know him until he got the, his like procedure today. Cause I was showing y'all early on FaceTime, just like, I mean, I don't know if y'all could tell anything or if he's just like, you know, just how he is, he's just standing around, but he just is so different with like being under like medication and, you know, just having had an operation. He just, he's not his like normal self. Yeah. I mean, that's sad to see. Yeah. And it's like sad to see for, it's only going to last for like a day. Um, But it is kind of comforting to be like, well, I know him, you know, I know that he's not feeling well because of how he just looks at me. So, yeah. Yeah. Every time you FaceTime or we FaceTime, he's normally asleep. Like he's in the middle of a nap. <laughs> so I don't really know. That's when I'm, yeah, that's when I'm like able to talk to people is when he's, yeah. when I put him Out. down. Yeah. Oh, that I sounds weird. <laughs> but um, I still, cause I saw this. Oh, that's, I've been watching a lot of shows, which is, okay, yeah. which is interesting for me. Cause I'm not really, a sh- I feel like I'm not a show person, but I've been watching, I've watched like fully watched within the, the last month. From beginning to end, like maybe like four or five shows, Um, which is very interesting for me. But the reason I keep saying it like that is because I watched a show called Made on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I heard about it. Highly recommend. It's very good. Really? The main actress in it. Amazing. She makes the whole series. But the whole thing about kids is like, you know, did you like, I think that's what they say when there's this one scene where, um, they're, they're these like two parents that are like separate kids they're not together but they um are, are living together for a little bit and she at the end of the night he'll come in and he's like oh did you put and her name's maddie the kid did you put maddie down like to go to sleep that's what you say and she's like yeah um did you put whatever his kid's name down and he's like yeah so now that's what i keep saying like oh what's uh, what doing oh i just put him down for a nap yeah for dogs that's like I know They're I shouldn't not. say it like that. <laughs> no, I say put him down for a nap. I don't say I put him down. I, I watch it. It's not even the actual saying. I'm like butchering it. 
but no, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's I, I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> Hilarious. And if I don't, can you imagine? Mom's like, how's Randall? I just put him down. I, I, I had to put him down. Oh, no. No, I say that he's like, he's down for a nap right now. That's what oh, I he's, say. He's down. And it sounds like I'm talking about a child. That was the whole point of that story. <laughs> that it's just funny to talk to people when they're like, How, what's Randall doing right now? Oh, he's, he's napping. Oh, I just put him down. <laughs> Hilarious. He's down for the day. But yeah. Um, but more about the show. So I've been watching, I watched Made, which is very good. Um, I don't want to give away. I mean, it's not like, it's kind of just a drama. It is one of those that um, I feel like I always, I feel like I, I say that I can watch anything. And then I realize once I'm watching things that I'm like, oh, that's a fucking lie. And one thing, cause and it reminds me that I have anxiety. Cause I forget that I like have, you know, I have anxiety. I take medication for it. And when I watched this show, I, there were certain parts where I had to fast forward that I don't know if this mm. is, like, this is kind of a thing that anxious people do, I think, but when you watch something new and you like say, so like, let's, let's talk about that scene in like Parasite. I wouldn't have done this because I think it's different with movies, but when there's a, you know, that one scene where you don't know what's going to happen, like it, they're trying to clean up in time for the family to get home. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, what? Like, you don't know if it's they're, they're going to do it in time. You like, there's so many like questions, right? And you're just really tense and anxious. If that was in a show, maybe, and if I was watching it at home by myself, then I would have fast forwarded just to see if they would have, like, just to see <laughs> if they would have made it. Oh, and I, then I would have you know- rewound it so that I could watch it in full. Because for me, sometimes, especially at times like this past week, when I've been pretty anxious, um, I just wasn't in a mental space to be anxious while watching entertainment. So I have to do that shortcut of like, let me just like look at the preview on Netflix when you fast forward, you know, they have the little like rectangles yeah. and see what kind of happens. And then I'll, I'll like rewind it, but I just need I, to make sure I need to know what's going to happen. Yeah. I used to take it to the next level. We're not, not so much with shows, but with movies when I was a little bit younger. I would like look up the plot and read it mm. as I was watching it. Yeah, I've heard of people that do that. But I, I, I had to stop because I'm like, I'm ruining this experience for myself. <laughs> like, I only do that with scenes. And it, like I said, only when it's by myself. Like uh, for, I think that's why I've learned that the reason I like movie theaters is because it forces myself to experience entertainment in a very specific way. Yeah. Where when I'm at home, I can't not, be on my phone and do something like I have to do something with my hands but when I'm in a theater it's kind of like it's what my my therapist said it's kind of like a that's how I meditate <laughs> she it's said a sensory deprivation tank yeah and she said or not meditate oh I guess so but it's like she said that's my way of being mindful because yeah. I don't have a lot of times in my life where I'm forced to not be on my phone because my fear of people being angry at me is worse than my fear of like letting my mind take in something fully um so yeah so that's why I do it for shows I think because I'm like who gives a fuck like (laughs) whatever um but that show was pretty like there was a lot of things that maybe a lot of like very anxious but it, it was a pretty easy watch and then I think I've talked about this before but I'll talk about it as long as I can but the other two that show 
holy shit. <laughs> I, I want to rewatch it. And I think I'm going to wait like a month and then I'll probably rewatch it all the way through. Or I'll do what I do when I want to rewatch something, but I don't want to do it by myself. I'll like tell Sebastian or I'll make somebody else watch it with me because mm. I want to experience them experiencing it. Yeah. Um, and then I watched, oh, there was another one. Oh, I started, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this, the second season of Dave, but it's, it's become very hard to get through. I don't, Sebastian said it gets better and I'm going to stick it. I'm going to stick it out. I, I want to get to the end of it, Yeah. but I just got to the, the episode with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good there. one. And I think there's one after that I've started, but I don't know. It just. It does seem it's... a little bit more all over the place. I'll say the second season. Yeah. And to, I, to I think that really, that made me really anxious too. Or just like, I didn't really like the first episode either because it was kind of that same, like he wanted to get his backpack, but then ah, that kid bro, was arrested. I like I, I just thought, I don't know. It just made me very annoyed with his character and yeah. I don't know. So and that's what I've been doing. And Requiem for a Dream, but we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I just been going to school and dedicating more time to watching movies. Uh I've watched 15 in the past, like since last time we were recorded. 15. Um, 15 movies. It's like it an feels like a like, Freaky Friday situation going on. I I know it's I I don't know what it is. I just I need to watch movies, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll like kind of break it up. Like so, I, I average I mean about two a day, and I'll watch it like on my bus ride, um, just like in between classes too. Um, mm-hmm. but it like kind of like a show because I'll watch. 30 like up to an hour of a movie it'll take me like you know half a day to watch an entire movie mm-hmm. so i have like sort of two groups uh, two main groups of movies i don't want to go through like every single one of them i, I will mm-hmm. i'll mention each of them but i have like two main groups that i've been watching one are the horror movies that i wanted to watch for um for halloween or for just for october and i kind of got behind them behind two movies right now um so i watched nightmare on elm street uh the first one the silence of the lambs rosemary's baby the babadook which we watched on discord um friday the 13th orphan wreck and child's play i watched child child's play today um a, a majority of these have been like classics you know nightmare on elm street silence of the lambs uh solid movies i think my favorite out of all of those was probably rosemary's baby uh just because of how i just saw the influence on so many different other horror movies Mm. i guess silence of lamb as well um the ones i didn't really like are a nightmare on elm street like those are uh, that one was kind of ridiculous (laughs) Mm, yeah uh just like the special effects did not hold up especially towards the end because i was watching it on my phone Uh, i was gonna watch it with kayla but she was she didn't want to and towards the (laughs) end she was looking at my phone and she saw some of the effects and she was like what is this movie i thought that was gonna be scary but it Mm -hmm. it was not not even let's play i watched today 
kind of kind of decent not too bad i don't think i've ever seen it i saw the reboot or like the new one i, I saw Very that one bad. too yeah not not that good uh and then the like sub genre or sub like category within like the horror movies i've been watching or like the more recent ones like the babadook i really liked mm-hmm. uh we like i said we watched that on discord it was just me you and and emily Mm-hmm. Uh, some some good scares. I think it's a good uh, allegory. Solid. Then I watched or okay. I don't want to really talk about Orphan. That that was a good twist. But <laughs> why don't you want to talk about it? Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. Like it's a, it was a good twist. Didn't see that coming. Solid. I know you who you said you didn't like the dad who plays the dad. Oh, is it? Um, I didn't like his character whatsoever. Like I hated him throughout. Cause it was a lady from the Conjuring movies, right? Was yeah. Oh, it was Peter Sarsgaard. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, like just okay. throughout, I was like, "You're you're a shitty. You're you're bad." Uh, but the one I wanted to talk about was Wreck or Record. I don't know why. You... It's the Spanish foreign. A horror that inspired it didn't i guess it inspired the it was, um, it, yeah i had an american remake called quarantine called quarantine uh why it, it just kind of i wish i watched it before we talked about uh, like on last episode because mm-hmm. it's like very in that same vein of discussion of like this sh- quarantine should not have been made uh just i think what i put was like the scariest thing to me about this movie is that or no, like I hate that someone watched this and thought that the scariest thing was it was not in English. It just, yeah. yeah. So like, there was no part of the quarantine. I don't even I don't remember if there was anything different, but there was no part of it that was like actually better. Almost, almost shot for shot, I'd say. Yeah. I think the I looked it up. The only thing that was changed in quarantine was the ending. Uh, because the ending in the other I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's just different a little bit. But I think a lot of the dialogue, I think the character, like the main ladies, her her name's the exact same. It's just, mm. it's just, I hate that so much. Um, yeah, so stupid. Yeah, this one's good. I don't, I don't know anything about. I know there's a lot of sequels. I don't know anything yeah, about them now. I, I can't imagine they're good though. There's two more. I I kind of want to visit them because it seems kind of interesting. That I don't know about the third one, but the second one is like just uh like people going into the aftermath of the the building. So that would be pretty Mm. cool to see. Uh, I watched a movie called Porto. It's uh, one of Anton Yelchin's last movies that came Mm. out. Uh, It's uh, 75 minutes. I I looked it up. It's it's I kept on seeing like it being classified as a short film, but also as like a feature length. I don't really know. Um, I would definitely check it out if I were you. It shot super interesting. Uh, it's shot in like three parts, where the first is, or it's like all, all on film, and the first part is like on eight, uh, like super eight. The uh, second is sixteen millimeter, and the third is thirty-two millimeter. So it's really interesting the way that he the I don't know the director's name, but the way it's like 
Gabe Klinger, the way it's all intercut and tells the story. Uh, the dialogue for me, a little too poetic. Um, and just like the overall plot. But I really, mm-hmm. I really thought it was good. Uh, or it was okay, to be honest. And, and the reason I'm behind on my movies, my, my Halloween spooktober movies, is because I, I started watching a bunch of old 2000 mo- uh, 2000s movies. Movies that like accepted. Yeah, yeah. Movies that like kind of grew up on. So we got Dodgeball. I started it off. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. School of Rock is probably one of my favorites, I think, after rewatching it, like of all time. I might add it to I my seen favorites Letterboxd. It's I I did remember, or I, I just forgot that today Sebastian wanted to watch a rom-com and I was like, I got you. And we watched The Holiday. I don't know if you've seen that. I don't think so. Jack Black's in it and he's very good in it. Mm. I'll check it out. Uh, yeah, School of Rock. I watched Zombieland because I got the steel book at, on best at best buy uh this one's not really in that category but it's hellboy the david arbor one mm-hmm. not that good uh then accepted harbor yeah, accepted. i think you said arbor oh i said harbor oh, i might have arbor. just said it so fast I said arbor uh accepted is an amazing movie it's I really was, good i was very surprised that kayla had never seen it and she was the one who was like accepted i said yes 100 percent. i don't think sebastian had seen it either and i had him watch it it's funny because we were walking around campus and we saw a hot a dude in a hot dog costume and <laughs> did I was, you really I, I, yeah i went to kale i was like ask, ask me about, me my about my wiener and then i like clicked while we were watching it because i asked her you've never seen this before she's like no it's like so you just didn't know what i was talking about when i said that <laughs> oh this was before <laughs> yeah this was like way she was before. like man that's funny you should put that in the movie <laughs> she was like yeah I, I i had no idea what you're talking about i just kind of was like so oh. ask me about my wiener and my favorite thing about showing people that movie um i've only i think i've only told people like it's never it's not one of the people one of the movies that i'm like always telling people to watch but the funny funniest reaction to it is when people realize like how stacked that cast is mm-hmm. not like uh, you know it's not a ton We're, of people, not ridiculously like, stacked but it's still like is that blake lively like it's like weird <laughs> like what is jonah hill in this movie yeah um, yeah i love that movie that's that movie is like is very funny and i can't believe people don't talk about it enough yeah some of the jokes uh aren't Solid. haven't aged well like oh i thought you meant like some of the jokes are really good but yeah, oh, some of the no. jokes are solid some of them haven't aged well oh yeah as as with a lot of like dodgeball is the same way, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yep. that's that's it. I think I oh watch Friday the Thirteenth. I didn't mention that. In the like, I thought classics. you did. Maybe you didn't. And the last Found. episode. No, I don't no, think so. Didn't. Cause yeah, but I I just been going in on uh, watching movies. That's did lose good. two followers. I'll say that. Moment of silence. Yeah, I don't know what the hell, man. <laughs> what did you do? It's cool. I think it was watching School of Rock, maybe. That's a shame. That's a damn shame. I was really proud of my child's play review. So if you want, if you're interested, go check it out. 
Do you want to read it or you just want to tease it? I just want to tease it. Did yep. you read it? Yep. Thoughts? You failed to mention, um, I don't know, you were just, <laughs> I always forget how, like, how you were as a kid. You were just scared of everything. I was like, my, scared of a lot. There's so many f- stories that I love telling that are just like random, like, like whenever you got scared when we played Clue. I think it's time to play the family tree. Again. Um, and then wait, my other one was when we went to go see. I think it was you. I'm pretty sure it was you. And I want to see when this movie came out because there was this movie that we went, all went to go see as a family, and it was like a space one. I think it's called. It's like not Apollo 13. It's like Apollo 18 or something like that. And it was such a bad movie, but you came to see. Oh, I was terrified. Came out 2011. I was <laughs> I was like 10 at the time, probably. Uh, I don't, nobody made you go, which is so funny. I know. I really you wanted went, to see that you wanted movie. wanted to go. <laughs> you wanted to see it. And then when the trailers were playing, you can tell me if I remember this wrong, but I think this is exactly what happened, where the trailer started and somebody, I don't, I wasn't sitting next to you, but I heard like mom was talking to you or something and I was like, what's happening? And they were like, Anthony's crying. I don't remember that, but you were crying, crying. and it was only (laughs) just like getting prepared. But that's how scared you used to be. So that's why, like, every time you talk about the movies you haven't seen, like, I there's the classics that I'm like, oh yeah, I've just watched those. But there's some that are like more recent, and I was like, how come you've never seen these? And I think about that, I'm like, oh, because used to be like terrified. Like when did you when did you start to watch them? Like, was it high school? I I no, I would say Apollo eighteen was like one of the first horror movies I probably saw in the theater. Mm, Okay, I don't know. That's a pretty (sighs) scary premise, if you ask me. I I was just also legitimately scared of aliens growing up because I thought I I saw one in Alaska. That's all. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, I was terrified. I'm I'm still scared of aliens, but it was just, it was so funny that <laughs> trailers. And I think we were like making funny too, which was helpful. Like I think we were laughing. We're like, why is he crying? I don't know. That's. <laughs> Anyways, how'd you like Requiem for a Dream? Okay. Um. <laughs> how do I put this light? I. So I paid attention. I didn't, I, I didn't watch it. I started watching it during work and I was like, this is probably not, I should watch it. So I waited and I watched it after work and okay. I liked it. Very excited to see a weigh-ins in there. I was not expecting that. Me neither. Um, and he was really good. Mm-hmm. I, he was honestly, I think he was the more compelling character for me not even the um, mom well i mean out of that duo but maybe i just don't like jared leto i don't know oh but um no like the mom was very compelling um i especially i wasn't i didn't really know anything about this movie i knew it had to do with drugs and so i was wondering like i was like oh maybe the mom i don't know I just you know my my notions of what this movie was is that she was already you know an addict or and that's why her kid was and that kind of i like how they turned it on its head and didn't make it like it, it he 
he explored different kinds of addiction that are really harmful to you and you know like the diet industry and honestly it's kind of scary how it's not really changed that much like they're just rebranding it to be mm-hmm. instead of literally giving you like what what was it like heroin or something you know like whatever they were giving her was like literal you know terrible drugs that her probably as bad as what her son was taking and now it's like tummy tea you know it's like it's still not good for you um yeah that was I liked that that was interesting and I kind of that was the the part of the movie that I I think was a little bit more interesting than the other ones I think because it used so much um different kinds of storytelling like it used a lot of imagery and you know like a lot of effects and how she I really liked that scene of every time the fridge would like do anything it scared the shit out of me yeah and um it I like I really like that scene where she's hallucinating that her house is a set I mm-hmm. loved that scene and yeah I think I, I do see what you mean about I, I don't think it wasn't as life-changing for me I didn't have that experience during it but I really liked that aspect of it and I was waiting for the end being like, okay, is this going to scare me? Cause people, and people overhype the end a little bit and they say that it's like terrifying and it is scary. Like it's, it's scary to see that stuff happening, but like, I think I'm just desensitized to the stuff I've seen already where his yeah. arm shit. Yeah. That was gross. But the mom's part where like looking at what she turned into was really scary to see, especially because she was so like, I don't know. I just, I felt so bad for her because she, she didn't really do anything wrong. She like did what she was advised to do. So yeah, I don't know. I get, I guess maybe I just don't understand the ending. Like I understood what happened, but maybe I just don't understand like why people think it's so terrifying. Like maybe is it just because you're not people that I'm not familiar with it, with what it's like to be a drug addict. So, I mean, it was scary to see that people go through that. Um, especially what happened to the girlfriend too. Like all that stuff is just, it's sad to see people that desperate. Um, another thing, this is nitpicky. I didn't like the, the music. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way that it kept, like, I just don't like, I, this might just be like, in ADHD well I know it is an ADHD thing but I don't like when music repeats itself and it felt like and like over and over again kind of like house music I hate EDM like all that music because it just keeps doing the same stuff over and over again and it just I, I just don't like it it's like a sensory thing and no, this, yeah Kayla's the same way she's explained it yeah, pretty similarly yeah and this one felt exactly the same where it was that same like dramatic especially music over especially and over again. the end yeah and so that i yeah, that's probably, I don't know if that's actual critique. I think it's just a sensory thing. Um, I didn't care for that as much. And yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was a decent movie. I, maybe it's just not for me. It's one of those classics that I feel like it's just not my thing. Yeah. That's fair. I'm interested to see what you, like what, because you didn't really go too much into what you thought because I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, well... So the reason I think it changed my brain is I like like how you say you know those movies where you like you didn't know 
movies could do that. I, I legitimately know or did not know a film could make me feel such a way at that at the ending. I think it's because one, the movie the the music is just so jarring. Mm-hmm. Uh and the like paired with like it's just the best editing I think I've ever seen because it evokes such a insane emotion. Mm-hmm. And at least in me. Uh and just like the overall story of it is just completely sad. It's so depressing. Yeah. Uh, just like I know they, for the most part, like not not necessarily, or you could argue that they didn't, but it happened to them. Like the stuff that they went through all happened because of stuff that they did. And I don't think anyone wants to be in a position that they were at the end of this movie. And it's just... Mm-hmm when I put myself in the perspective of those characters at the end of the movie, I'm like, and to think about the rest of their lives after mm-hmm. like Jared Leto's character will probably never see, uh, you know, I don't remember her name, but his love interest character again, probably never see his mm-hmm. mom again. It's just like so depressing to me. And it, like a movie has never done that to me where it's uh, made me feel that strictly yeah, based on okay. the music mm-hmm. the editing all of that put together i think is just like so amazing that you can do that and insane no i see that i think definitely it's not a movie i ever want to see again so i yeah. guess it, i think it did it it did what it was supposed to do in that way like i even i think whenever i called you when it, the stuff the point i stopped at was it, it was like at the very beginning um, and I called you for something and I always told you that like, I'm, a, I was already triggered because of the scene where the mom couldn't put on her coat or not her coat, her, um, her dress. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe that's why, like, I, I, I hate to say that I wasn't as interested in the other storylines, especially because they were all so brutal, but I kind of wasn't, but I think it was because I just related so much more to the moms with, right. I mean, I've never done that kind of, you know, weight loss thing of like, wanting to be on TV, you know, I, that's never happened to me, but I've, the themes in that of like, you know, the fridge being an enemy and like, not just an enemy, but like kind of like a demon, you know, that haunts you. And yeah, yeah, like not even, she didn't even want to win anything. She just wanted to be on TV to feel important. Like all of that, I think, because I related so much to that was the saddest part to me. And the fact that she one of my, I also just don't, I, I have a really big fear of like, not knowing what's going on with me. Like as, as far yeah. as like my mental health goes, I took so long to go to a psychiatrist. Like I went to, a, it took, I took so long to go to a therapist, but I took even longer to go to a psychiatrist. Cause I just didn't trust like the medication, all that stuff just like really freaked me out. Um, and I think it's just like a trust of not knowing what's happening to me and what people are like, I just don't even as, and I, I don't think this, I mean, maybe this woman in this movie, like experienced that, but just a fat person, just going to any sort of doctor is always a, just, it's honestly, it's like not terrifying, but it's like, I don't know. Cause it, it, everything that you do as a fat person is about your weight. And so that was a thing that was like, it, it didn't directly translate because this was mostly about her like mental capacity, but it, it did feel like that, um, I did feel that dread of her going to any sort of doctor because 
even at the beginning, like he didn't give a shit. He was just like, just take this, you lose weight. Like nobody cares when you're overweight. The goal is to be, is to, to lose the weight. And they don't really care how you get to that. They don't care if Mm -hmm. they literally cause you to have a mental breakdown because you're thin. So they did their job. You know, it's just that terrifying nature of going to the doctor as a fat person and then being like, I would do literally anything yeah. <laughs> to make you thin. And I don't care what it takes. And I don't care if you end up getting electrocuted in your fucking brain because you're thin now. Yeah. Just like yeah. going, going catatonic is terrifying to me. Just like, that was really scary. Yeah. And that she didn't know what was going on. I just felt so bad. Oh, yeah, and they were like, yeah. yeah, just sign here. Just sign here. We're going to try And she this. just so trusting. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that was really sad. Especially, I mean, anybody that has like older family members in your life, that's just fucking terrifying. Yeah. And, uh, and Aronofsky did it. I'll say it. Yeah. It's terrifying. He's that fucked he's up that B. man. <laughs> yeah. I, I maybe want to watch a lot more of his stuff. I like, like I've Mother seen. a little bit more. I think that's more of my speed. Even though I didn't okay. know what was going on in that movie either. <laughs> yeah, I was very lost. I got, I have, I realized, I didn't realize I have Black Swan. Like on, on. Uh, oh, yeah, I haven't seen that either. I need to watch it. I need to watch it. That, that yeah, would probably be it. my favorite of his. His Black Swan. Mother? I can read how. Oh. Mother, meh, I don't know. I'd probably, I, that's probably one of the cases where I just like the cast a lot. <laughs> it <laughs> happens. But I, I think it was, it was good. I'm glad I watched it. I think it, I, it definitely, I, all this stuff you were describing about like how it made you feel afterwards, I did feel that. So I think it did what it had to do, you know? Yeah, I've heard it being described as the best film you'll never want to watch again, so. Yeah, agreed. Okay, well, let's let's do the family tree. Uh, I have to, I forgot to get a pen, so I have to use, I'm not cheating. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure okay i'll 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 go i'll say jared leto your boy jared leto i already started typing it so i'm not cheating but i didn't spell it right jennifer Jennifer lawrence lawrence okay Uh, let me get my let me get my phone hopefully Okay, five minutes on the clock. Let's go. Oh, damn, With I James McAvoy. James McAvoy is in Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron is in Hancock with Will Smith. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Will Smith is in The Suicide Squad with Jared Leto. Ah. Uh. Dang. I was trying to go. I couldn't remember the name of the movie. I don't know if it's called like the little things or something. The one I had, I didn't know. Oh, I know exactly. I tried to remember that one too, but that movie was so forgettable. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Oh, Rami Malek. That's got, yeah. Rami Malek. I know Denzel Denzel was in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's called the little things. The little things. Yeah. What a stupid name for that movie. Yeah, and then I tried to go like on Jennifer Lawrence's side. I had the Hunger Games, Passengers, and the oh, Silver Linings. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Okay, sorry. And then the Silver Linings Playbook. 
and I was like Robert De Niro, but I couldn't, I couldn't mm. finish it. I was thinking I should have done, um, because I wanted to do Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, with but the I couldn't Hunger remember Games. what he was in. Yeah, but he was in True Detective with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, and Dallas Buyers Club. Club with Jared Leto. I I had Woody Harrelson, and I could have gone like the whole, like someone in someone in uh, the MCU has to have been in a movie with Jared Leto. I feel like. Oh, Morbius uh, hasn't come out. Yet. I don't know. Either way, what am I watching? <laughs> what is Jared Leto in? Uh. Could have done Jennifer Connelly. Fight Jennifer Club. Connelly is in some movie with her husband who's in the MCU. Fight Club, Mr. Nobody, Blade Runner 2049. I've never seen Fight Club before. Me neither. It's on my list. Do you know who Jennifer Connelly is married to? Do you know who Jennifer no. Connelly is? Yeah. What, who is she married to? I don't know his name. I forget his name, his real name, but he, Vision. Oh. They're in a movie together. I for, I forgot about that. I forgot that she was Paul Bettany. I mm-hmm. remember looking this up when I was watching or after I watched Requiem for a Dream. And I was like, what? That's so random. Mm-hmm. Well, they Bettany. met on a movie, so it's not that random. So random. They met on So Random. Age of okay. Ultron. <laughs> yeah, what am I watching? Um, I don't know. Let me see. I was thinking of maybe a movie that I've never seen. That's always funny to do. <laughs> um, or, or there's okay. So there's let's see. Um, let's just do Geostorm. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> God. <laughs> Geostorm. Why is there HBO always Max? like? One of those movies coming out. I suppose, like a I thought natural it was disaster. More, more recent, but it was 2017. I was like, yeah, I was going to say, I remember it around when I was graduating high school. Gerard Butler. D- dumb. Okay. I guess I deserve that. Have you seen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do that. Okay. Fair enough. Well, let's cut to the break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Lamb. Lamb. Yeah. A childless couple, Maria and Ingvar, discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. In Lamb. <laughs> Starring Naomi Rapace. I don't know if I said it like that. And then um, bringing in somebody else for this one. Perfect. Clear as day. And Bjorn Hilner Haraldson. Directed by Vladimir Johannesson. Written by Sean is what I found. And Vladimir Johansson. That was <laughs> the tension, the tension in my back right now. Oh my goodness. I I'm like sweating. 
<laughs> that took so much mentally and I butchered it. All right, let's keep going. Critics gave it <laughs> a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. And on Letterboxd, it has an average of a 3.2. And I gave it two and a half. I think I gave it three. Yeah, you gave it three. I, I couldn't think of I was just my head was empty this afternoon so I couldn't think of what to put at first I put nothing but then I said I would die for that lamb solid um do you I first thoughts I loved well, it you, you honestly I think chapter. We, after. I don't even remember the chapter. I don't know why movies do that, but because I don't, I truly, how many chapters were there? Were there only two? There were three, I believe. Okay. Um, we can go chapter by chapter. I don't really remember when they happened. Um, the first one, yeah. I think. Very quiet. Yeah, quiet. For, first one, uh, they were farming. That's yes. all I remember. They be farming. <laughs> they, be, they be do farming simulator. <laughs> um, okay, but uh, this is this is the thing I think I'm, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if I actually like a movie or if I like it out of spite um, because I saw people on TikTok particularly, which I, I don't know, TikTok, film, film TikTok can be very annoying. But I kept seeing people being like, somebody was made a TikTok where they were talking about how they don't want to see the Bond movie. They want to see Lamb or they don't want to see Venom. I think it was, they want to see Lamb. And then he duetted himself and he was like, this was not the flex I thought it was. And I, I didn't watch the full thing because I was scared there'd be spoilers, but he was just, I think he was starting off saying like, what I've been hearing a lot, how it's really slow and one thing he kept saying, or the one thing he said that stuck out to me is he's like, if you just want to watch like footage of beautiful landscapes and this is the movie for you. And I truly, after watching this movie, I don't know what he's talking about because they, they had a lot of wide shots, but like, it wasn't like fucking Blade Runner. The, the movie I always talk shit about because that's what that movie was. It just felt like a, like, it just felt like I was scrolling through like stock images of what space would look like, you know, like this movie didn't do that at all. I felt like it had so much imagery and not just like scenery. Like it had the fucking creepy ass sheep. It had, you know, it just had like, it had, it had more interesting things to show or like what the dog was doing, what the cat was doing. Like, I don't know, whatever. But I have a defense for the quietness in this film. I, I think it's one thing, something you said too, you thought it was kind of slow or no? Yeah, I thought it was slow. I could see the argument for the whole, uh, like, just beautiful images of scenery. Like, I feel but like, but it wasn't like too much, though. Okay, sorry. No, not not too much. I I I just definitely see it that that being an argument. Just overall, I know. I don't know. All right, here's my defense. Yeah, go for so, it. So I, the thing I said on the phone with you is, I. I feel like once you watch, at least for me, once I watch a full movie, I don't have a, I don't have a huge taste of what their sense of what the director is like in every movie, because I've only seen one movie of theirs, but I feel like I can know 
whether a director, no, this sounds so pretentious. Well, th- I'm going to be very pretentious in this podcast episode. I just want everybody to know that it's going to happen. So I feel like after watching one movie, I can be able to tell like, okay, so this director kind of knows what they're doing or not. And in this movie, I, this director, like he knows what he's doing. So I can't imagine that he doesn't know how to use his time. That's the thing that I feel like I, cause I'm very time conscious. I can tell when a filmmaker just didn't know what to do with all the shots they had or the time they had. And this movie felt so well, like put together to me. And I refuse to believe he, the way that people make it seem is like, oh, he didn't know what to do. Like he didn't know what to do. So he just put in a bunch of shots of like scenery because he got great shots of it. When like, he's not editing a fucking vlog. Like he knows what he's doing very specific things with the times he, with the time he's given. So I think the slow start is very intentional, super intentional and it's well-crafted and it's very integral to painting the state of Maria and Ingvar's life. But I think it's, it was very integral to setting up who they are and the kind of grief that they felt and I feel like if you would have taken that time out and that slowness out of the movie, then it would have actually made the movie suffer a lot because the silence, the reason that people were pointing it out because it's so fucking loud. It's it, the, the loudest thing about it is that they're so comfortable living in it. At least somebody like me, I, I like a quiet morning, but they barely spoke a word to each other and they barely cared about you know they they did what they I've never had lived in a farm before but I can't imagine I would go to up to a sheep and not be like hi you know like they just like didn't really talk to and they didn't really like I don't know it just felt like they were fucking robots and that they were just like going through their going through the motions not really giving a shit about what was going on through their day monotonous yeah yeah and how I wrote this and again, pretentious, but every inch of that farmhouse is covered. It's like, you can just feel that the shame and the regret, like you can feel, you don't know what it is until after, but it just feels like something's hanging over them and you don't know what it is, but it just does not feel right. And the only way you can sense that and you can tell that is when you sit in it yourself. And so that's why I love because people, especially when it comes to horror, people constantly want to be entertained. They want to have some sort of jump scare happen every fucking minute. And horror is not like that sometimes. Movies are not like that. They don't always serve to entertain you every second of the day. And I, maybe that's an American thing. Maybe this because this movie's foreign. Like it's kind of, for lack of a better term, foreign to us to just sit in our thoughts or sit in what the movie is serving us. But like, I... I love that this movie, it felt like it was serving you an experience and it was making you sit in their silence and just be like, okay, what's going on? You know, you can't really, there's not, you don't have, not every movie has to make you enjoy the experience. You just have to go through it. And I don't know, I feel like that's why everything, like if you look back on that time in the beginning, the first chapter just feels so heavy, even though there's no dialogue their farmhouse is like not really decorated. It's very bare. The, you know, there, there's even the sheep, they're, they're all, they're like making noise because they're fucking animals, but they're also very quiet. They're like very, 
Mm-hmm. Like there's no life in that farmhouse. Maybe the oh, the most lively thing is the dog, you know, like, but I feel like they, the reason it's so heavy is because the thing that's hanging over them, they will not let it go. And they never talk about it. Like it's so, it just speaks so loudly to me that there is something going on and you can see it in their faces, but they just do not want to talk about it. Yeah, I, I do. I did like that part just of the movie, how they managed to tell so much with so little, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, the only kind of inkling that you're given that something is, something happened is like the first line of dialogue, which is like 30 minutes in or something mm-hmm. where, you know, he's talking about time travel. He's reading the newspaper. He's like, mm-hmm. Time travel, like they've discovered how it's possible. And she's like, well, it's not realistic or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't go back and change. I don't really remember, but that was like kind of the effect of of that whole interaction. And I kind of give you like yeah. everything that you really needed to, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. I don't know. I I think my whole thing and the reason I hate I, I understand the criticism and I don't think people should not critique movies for being too slow but I just do not understand like when people say that in certain movies I can understand what they're saying I don't get it for this movie at all and I think that's why I'm like so angry because I'm like this I mean y'all want a fucking slow movie I can probably find you way more that are like I like I think the first I think Batman vs Superman is a very very slow movie and there's a lot of action in it you know so like I think the thing I'm saying is when we're saying show, don't tell, we mean everything. It's not just them having a conversation being like, hey, our kid died. That was, that sucked, right? You know, it's like, we want to see that their life is not really, it's like when you lose, I, I've never lost somebody in this way, thank God. But like, I can imagine now seeing this movie when you lose somebody that important in your life, that's what that's what happens. You just go through the motions. There's no life really in your there's no life in your life anymore. You know, you like lose a lot and you can tell with like some things, like they just have, they have like a couch in their farm. Like there's just like little remnants of what they used to be. And they're just still living in it. It's mm-hmm. like they're living in their own fucking coffin. Cause they just don't want to live anymore. I don't know. Just that's my defense for the quietness. And I think I'm just mad because every TikTok. I've seen only a handful because I usually scroll past them, but every single one of them is like, "What? Nothing happened in this movie." And I'm like, "What? What movie did you watch?" Because <laughs> so everything happened in this movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, I get. I, I feel it. like a lot of the transition <laughs> shots were were mainly scenely or the like scenery. Scenely. <laughs> scenely. Um, and that's like more. At least. I remember more of those images like those strike out to me more yeah I don't know I don't really remember those at all but yeah I don't know not so much in the in the first chapter I would I would say more so in the second and third so the end of the first is where the birth of Ada the lamb Ada is uh is happen happens and the second one is second i i didn't like the first chapter so much second chapter i was like this has my attention 
This is gummy. Okay. Yes. So I think one of the things that I loved that this movie did and another evidence of being very intentional with his time is we don't see the lamb until we don't like full we see Ada's like head like we see it's a sheep right or it's a lamb excuse you don't it's a lamb (laughs) but we don't fully see the lamb until like 30 minutes in which is like a third well yeah it's like the third of the movie Mm -hmm. in chapter two which is genius because i was like show me the fucking baby like i need to see it (laughs) because i and that's the thing too that I fucking loved is that I, I think that we talked about this before. We're like taking on the journey that they want you to be on where I could not, all I could think about is I want to see, I like, what does it fucking look like? And I kept picturing in my head and I was like, how are they going to do this? Like, does it just, does it look like a lamb, but it's just like built different? Like, <laughs> you know, like what does it look like? I did, right. I truly did not think they would actually have like a literal half lamb, half baby. <laughs> that was shocking to me. Yeah, and, and I loved it. And even then, like we don't, like I don't, I don't remember seeing her right hand until like the third chapter, where you see it's yeah. like a hoof. A hoof. I at least didn't notice it until then. Yeah. But yeah, I I just love that they did that, and I also, um, oh, one thing that. <laughs> I felt dumb about, but every time I would see that lamb, I would giggle every single time. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't help it. And I, maybe this is the right time to talk about the board today. And I keep forgetting to ask you about your vinyl. I don't know if you want to take time now or if you want I, to say anything, or if you just want to leave I it. I just pick it randomly. Um, oh, okay. never mind. I just pay your styles. There you go. Yeah. All right. So I go through many iterations when I do my board, especially when I don't know, like this movie didn't really, because it was in a different language, it was hard to find like a line or, you know, remember a line or do something like that. So (laughs) the first one that I, that went through my mind and that I almost did, but I thought it'd be a little too controversial was fuck baby Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Because truly as soon as I saw Ada, I was like, oh, baby Yoda could fucking die. I don't care because this is the thing. This is what I care about is this lamb. This lamb is everything to me, especially when she put on the fucking flower crown. I was like, yep. You Fuck got me. baby Yoda. Fuck him. I don't care. <laughs> the child, I see, who cares? No, I don't want to see any more dolls. As soon as A24 like releases that lamb doll, I'm buying every one of them. In fact, I'm I wish so, you would die. Honestly, <laughs> I am like lighting a candle for it. Honestly, <laughs> you heard it here. I, when Baby Yoda dies, how do I? Why do I care Yoda. about a Baby Yoda when the lamb had a coat on? Why do I care? What, what did Yoda, the Baby Yoda, have? Like a curtain? Yeah, a tunic. He, was, he just laid down. She walked in a field with a coat on, and had a flower crown. <laughs> honestly that's my that's my defense of this movie and i should you know i went through the whole tangent of being an asshole and saying that people need to you know be quiet during movies more but you know what the lamb had a coat on lamb did have a coat on so (laughs) 
what are we even talking about at this point? The lamb in a fucking coat on. I needed, you know what I really wanted to see? I wanted to see a shopping scene of them buying this coat. Oh, but you know, okay, wait, I got sad again because I, I realized that's probably their kid, the dead kids clothes. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> Never mind. But the lamb had a coat on. That's all I needed to say. And we can talk more about the lamb if you want, because I found how they made the lamb. Um, yeah, go for it. There's a quote from, I think it was IndieWire. Still an ambitious technical. F- I don't know that word. Basically, they did a lot of shit to get this lamb to work um, into crafting Ada, including the hiring of at least 10 child actors of various age ranges, two puppeteers, and the mul- and multiple visual effects professionals. In a given scene, the child actor would wear something best described as a green screen swim cap, um, or in other cases, more like a helmet, depending on the age of the actor. As in the finished movie, it's mostly Ada's lamb head we see on top of a small human body. In terms of casting the child stand-ins, the director recruited children within ages raging raging ranging between six and 12 months and two to three years with many children cast out of the northern iceland region where the film was shot and so they had they described it more in depth in indiewire but they basically would have the i think they would have the child actor there and the puppeteer would also be there and so like they would have to hide them in like very weird ways so like for example whenever we first see ada and she's like laying in the crib the baby would be laying there and the puppeteer would have to hide like underneath the crib and <laughs> the little puppet thing that'd be a so, cool behind the scenes photo to see that i need to see i i should have i'll look for it i'll see if i don't think they have anything but they might yeah i was gonna say it, it gotta say the the special effects they did a really good job really good looks- there's some parts where i'm like i was kind of like uh, but i mean as as you can tell from the like 500 fucking titles like production companies that funded this thing at the beginning yeah. it felt like two minutes of just funded by in production with you know all those things it's yeah. an indie so it's kind of hard to you know blame them for that but yeah it did look it looked pretty good especially the the end the the yes. papa yeah very good very good very terrifying um yeah and then so we have the lamb with her coat on cutest fucking thing i've ever seen fuck you baby yoda um and then the brother so that was weird how they did that i like how they i don't know i at first i was like so is he like gonna rob them like what's happening and then yeah i didn't know they were related i I think they. i wonder if they did it on purpose but whenever he was like he walked in he walked up to the brother i was like so like is he why is he not being like who are you yeah and then we find out that he they're brothers i i don't know how much we want to say about the brother i do like that he was like what the fuck is happening like he was very yeah very on the audience's side like yeah see an issue? I, I was trying to imagine like can you imagine if I, that happened to me so like we let, let's switch where it's me and you and you show up at my <laughs> And I and you see that I have a fucking lamb with a coat on. What would you be like? What's happening? Yeah, but I I think I would be so You're much more in shock. Blunt, that, though. Yeah, I would be like that straight up in front of 
in front of the lamb. I think. Like, what are you doing, bro? What are you What are you doing here? The fuck is this? What's happening? Got a coat on was- though, so. <laughs> We're like, wait till you see the fucking coat I got him. Well, hold up. Let me see the coat real quick. All right. So, uh, but okay. So about the brother, I don't really, that's the only thing about this movie I don't understand. I don't understand the point of Maria, like cheating on her husband with him. Yeah. I don't get that. I was curious. Was it like an affair that had happened or was he like trying, like he's been... (laughs) trying to get her to cheat it felt like it had happened okay that's that i was under that impression but then i i don't know it it confused me too i i'm willing to i'm willing to say firmly that it had happened i don't know how many times but i'm pretty sure that they had an affair yeah they at least slept with each other Mm -hmm. i don't understand I don't understand. Maybe I, I, I don't know. They don't really talk about that as much in the interviews I saw, but I don't really understand the point of that. Like, I feel like you still, you could have cut that completely out and would have been fine. Like anything he did, like even like serving the plot, like the tractor breaking down could have been the dad, him leaving. He could have just left. Like what, yeah. you know, like what, what was the point of that? I just don't understand that at all. The only thing I can think of is, oh, not even that, because like he almost killed her. And he was he was just gonna go execute her. You don't remember that? That was who? like so. The brother. He was like, <laughs> come, kill come who? The lamb. Oh, the lamb. I thought you were talking about Maria. Yeah, but then like. What are you talking about. No, I thought you were gaslighting you. <laughs> I, I mean, this like, whole thing about how I fucking love this movie, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what are the like, <laughs> major things? I was like, holy shit. I've like five times. I thought you were talking about Maria. Um, yeah, no. but even then, like. Yeah, I, I don't know what the purpose of it. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like I, I'm glad you also feel the same way because I thought I missed something. Because I told Sebastian, uh, I was like, that was a good movie. What, what the fuck was the point of the of her fucking the brother? What was that? Yeah, and then he just, like, dipped. Yeah. Hmm. Don't understand it. Maybe, we'll, maybe it'll come to us whenever we're talking about it. But one thing, I don't know if you have anything else to say about... Well, first, because I think I, this is just... The rest of it is just, like, my thoughts on the ending. Yeah. So... Yeah, do you have any more thoughts? Well, for one, there's just so much shit happened in this. So they they basically took the baby for themselves, or the lamb, excuse me. They took it for themselves, which at first I was like, I mean, I kind of get it. You know, like, if you see something that looks like a baby, then you're like, yeah, I mean, I have to, I can't fucking leave it in the farm. You know, like, yeah, I'm going to take it. And the sheep, is they're sheep, right? Yeah. Like, okay, I thought it was... <laughs> Sorry. So the sheep that gave birth to Ada just <laughs> I was losing my mind. They're I sheep, didn't want right? to keep please. Saying... Please, for the love of God, tell me they're sheep. <laughs> I had no choice but to say yes, like regardless of you're wrong or not. Like <laughs> oh. yeah. They're sheep. I'm losing sure. my mind. It's 10 o'clock <laughs> on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. I was like, what? 
Okay. What was I saying? Oh, she kept so the sheep, as we confirmed it. She kept going. This was sad where she kept going to the window that of oh, like the their room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was just like, I don't know what you call it. Just buying. What, what the fuck you call that? Bleat, I think. <laughs> just calling for, let's just say that. <laughs> calling for the lamb. Yeah, it's bleeding. Bleeding? B-L-E-A-T-I-N-G. Bleeding. Oh, okay. They said bleed. Like bleeding. No. Don't be okay. stupid. How do you know that? I don't know. Okay. It just makes sense to me in my brain. Like okay. sheep go bleed. <laughs> sheep go bleed. You that know? should have been on the board. Sheep go bleed. <laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't know it was a sheep until this recording. Ugh, hilarious. So... <clears throat> God, okay. This is going off the rails. Yeah, it yeah, it is kind of okay. Uh... So she kept fucking she kept bothering them basically, where they kept even when they were watching TV and just you could just hear her in the fucking background just bleeding. Bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> and then so she stupid. and then she was bleeding out. Cause she got what shot. What a stupid way. Yeah. And okay, so I feel like that's the god pretentious but that's the real horror of this movie because it wasn't really like scary but i think the scary part was that i kind of was rooting for her to do that like i was like yeah the sheep's being fucking annoying yeah it was like that should have happened that should have happened straight up yeah this this is correct and at the very end i was like oh i'm an asshole got it because i mean okay we'll get to that so this that'll happened the brother and her were having like a whole thing and so she kicked him out and the next day while she's still trying to she kicks the guy out the brother um oh and i forgot i didn't mention this but like the cat i think it was the cat and the dog like went outside and they saw like we saw through a reflection like something standing that did scare the shit out of me i was like what the fuck is that Cause I truly didn't think like the direction that this movie went into, I did not expect. I kind of jokingly, whenever we first saw Ada, I leaned over to Sebastian. And I was like, Oh, he fucked the, he fucked the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been like, the whole girl. reason for the brother being there. Like she fucked his brother. He fucked the sheep. Fucked the sheep. And then I was like, we're all thinking it. <laughs> yeah. I really, I so badly wanted to lean, like tell Sebastian now, like, well, let's just say what we're all thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, right? Oh, let's do it together, guys. On he three. The sheep. <laughs> <laughs> but that is not the direction they went in. I thought they weren't going to explain it. Like, I thought it was just kind of like a whatever. Um, and the trailer did a good job of misdirecting because I thought that I did think that the brother was going to do something. So maybe that was a point I don't yeah. know, of showing the acceptance of like, this is their, you know, when he said like, what's happening and the brother says happiness, like that was kind of cute. Maybe that was the point of that is just that one line. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I think it's like the whole like man versus nature, like maybe whatever man wants is more important than like. Definitely. Yeah, whatever yeah. nature is, they just take from take from whatever you can. 
to make yourself happy. So selfish. Yeah. I maybe uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm I don't know if that's hmm. And it's I guess hard. It's kind to... of just up for interpretation. I think that's what the director said, where he was like, "It's kind of whatever people want to think it is." Yeah. Because at if the if end, you... do you want to explain what happens? Uh, I don't even. They go. Uh, he, the the dad takes Ada. He's trying to, to take go... her home or something. Yeah, and uh, I don't really remember. He he turns well, her. her... So I, I don't yeah I don't know if like the specifics but her real dad shows up and he shoots him in the fucking head or no in shoots the chest in the in the, in the chest or the throat I don't really remember oh yeah yeah the throat and then I think he shot him twice didn't he yeah with the the same gun that sh- shot his uh I don't know if his wife but his uh the mom yeah the sheep as we confirmed the sheep yeah and, and uh, oh the, that okay, is pretty so sad. Part, yeah, it made me and Sebastian really sad. Where she's so confused, she's confused, and she—I mean—that's the only parents that she ever knew. And at this point, I don't know if he said this, but she hadn't really been talking. Like she had been, like you know, we could tell she was like she knew how to communicate with them, or she would like nod or you know shake her head. Um, but that the first time we hear her say anything is whenever he gets shot and he's on the floor and he's bleeding out. He's bleeding out, not bleeding. Um she <laughs> we <laughs> well, can you imagine if you turned into a sheep then what a weird that they, would have been a funny duel yeah there how it should have ended and she says i think we hear her say papa, papa. like very like very uh not slowly very quietly says it and Stop. it's very sad because i mean Sure, that's a real dad, but like, what you gotta shoot him right in front of her, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, and so like you were saying, I'm sorry, I just wanted to like say the ending, and then we can get into what we think. But like you were saying, the nature versus uh, man. Yeah, man versus nature. The whole, like the the movie. I don't know. It, it could, you could think like, oh man, the the these people are shitty because they took this they stole this kid and they shot the mom yeah but i mean at the same time you know something shitty happened to them um but and- the thing i said to sebastian because i was like their grief does not trump the grief that they put onto these other for, for sure that's what, I'm, that's what i was just about to say it's like it isn't validated mm-hmm. or whatever but it's just an interesting uh like uh i don't know where the right word but conflict thing to yeah conflict and such an interesting conflict to have in your mind mm-hmm. because the one thing i loved about this movie so much is that it it like it felt so i'm trying to see what i wrote so i love the thing i really love is that it makes you sympathize more with the humans and it's very mm-hmm. intentional in doing that because <clears throat> that's, you know, we spend more time with them and we understand them because we, you know, we see ourselves in them and it, it, it just feels natural to be like, yeah, they know they can take care of a baby. Right. And I didn't really feel, like I said, like the scary thing is I didn't feel that bad for um, the sheep that gave birth to Ada because I was like, you know it's a sheep which is really shitty to think now but like i mean 
I'm sure I'm not the only one that thought that. No, and... you are. You're a terrible person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I can live with that. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that I didn't care just like until I reflected on it really scared me. And that was like the unsettling part of it. And yeah. And oh, the thing I wanted, I do did want to talk about is that um, it made me think the thing I thought I first thought of was the ethics or I guess the ethical, I'm not gonna talk about ethics in general, but the ethical, the ethics of adopting Randall and what that must feel like for the animals happening. And like truly, and I kind of got emotional when I was telling Sebastian this, so I had to like stop thinking about it, but I, I don't know. I just truly never really thought about that situation in a, I don't know if I should say humane, but I never really, I never really reflected on that situation at all. And I don't know. I, I feel like, so in my case, like whenever I adopted Randall, <clears throat> he was in a uh, foster care, like with one of the people that like one of the board members of the place that we adopted him from. And he, mm-hmm. and obviously people like this happens all the time where a puppy or a, a dog will have a litter and they'll be found. <clears throat> I think in Randall's mom's case, she was pregnant and that's when they found her. So she gave birth in the shelter and she had a litter. I think it was like, like maybe seven or eight of just all, of all boys. And that's the situation. Like what happens is, you know, they, when you have when puppies have litters, yeah, you you either if it's in a or it doesn't matter where it is, but like either if it's a a place where like a, a breeder, they'll sell them. If it's a shelter like we got him from, then they'll adopt him out. But I think the specifics of what happened with me is what made me feel really emotional. And I don't really know how to grapple with it because whenever we got him, he was in a foster home. He had just been returned by from somebody because they, I guess they couldn't really handle a puppy, which fair enough. And um, whenever he was brought back, his mom was still also in that foster home and he was the only one out of his litter left. And so when I went to go get him, like pick him up, she, like he was with her. They were, they had been sleeping in the same crate. Um, Not, I think he was only there for like a night. So it was one night that they'd been sleeping in the crate maybe two actually probably a couple because it took a while the process took a little bit and whenever I got him like whenever I first met him in person and picked him up they were playing around with each other they were you know they were running around and the thing that made me emotional I told Sebastian I never thought about that day I don't know how obviously we don't know dogs fucking like how they perceive the world but I never thought about that day through her perspective that she one second had been running around with her puppy, like with her son. And then I picked him up and I left and she never saw him again. <laughs> Isn't that fucking sad? Like yeah. I was, in the parking lot of the Santicos, I was just like crying because <laughs> I was like, I, 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 and I did that to her. And then like, so I had a conversation about like, well, I mean, this may be a shitty, but like we live in a world that's where acceptable it happens. That happens. That's that's not only acceptable, but it's 
encouraged that that happens all the time i mean i don't know what it's like maybe i should look it up but i don't know in the wild like what happens and i asked sebastian he was like well wolves usually live in packs and they never leave them and i was like that does not make me feel better um but i told him like i mean i would like to think that if we like if i was able to because she was already adopted at that point so there was not even a choice Mm -hmm. of like getting her because she was leaving like the next day but I don't know I guess I can't ever answer that question of like if I would have taken her too or if I would have taken his entire family or if I you know because I'm not able to do that I mean I live in an apartment that only lets you have two animals so like and I he's happy now I think you know like well I'm sure he's happy now we take care of him so it's not like he's you know struggling but I literally took him from his mom I didn't shoot her out outside out in the back, but like I I, didn't, I was gonna say that, but I was like maybe it's maybe it's <laughs> not, not the time. I was like you didn't you didn't shoot her. I mean, but like, but it is it is an interesting uh thing to to watch this movie and then reflect on that experience and see yeah. that. And that I mean, maybe that's I don't know if this is just a way to make myself feel better, but maybe that's the answer. Is like. I, if I could change it, I would like, if tomorrow they were like, we have a situation where she is able to take care of all of them. I would like, I mean, it would probably be really hard to, but if I, I don't know if I would not, you know, I don't know if that would be an easy thing to do to be like, okay, well he can go back to his mom. Like, I don't you know. Just, that's, you just got to watch out for his dad. Honestly, that that's I think why I like this ending too. Cause I was like, if the mom, if his mom came back and was like fucking pissed and like beat the shit out of me, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe you valid just- though. <laughs> you valid though. <laughs> You're valid. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like a weird parallel too, because that doesn't happen yeah. a lot. I don't think where you get, I mean, maybe it does, where you get to like see. I literally like he was with, he was running around playing with his mom, and then I took him home. And she never saw him again. And I don't know wow. what I don't yeah, I don't know what that experience was like for her. Well, what I'm saying is I, maybe this will make me is, is just to make me feel better. But like. Um, maybe the answer for me is to acknowledge that and to be yeah. whenever I'm like, I don't pray, but whenever I'm counting my blessings to like have her in there to be like, well, she if it wasn't for her, then I wouldn't have him. So like. Maybe. I just everything in everything I do and every appointment I take him to and every piece of food that I feed him that I have that like thought of being grateful for her and hoping that she's in a good situation too. That is a really, really interesting uh, time to watch this movie. I know. Wow. And it helped, I think, because especially because we talked so much or not so much, but we talked about like, that like weird week of just like intense depression I had and I don't maybe because I'm I'm not I'm like pretty much out of it and so I I can't imagine if I watched this movie then but I I don't know I think that gave me a lot more perspective of like you have the I mean this is not going to cure depression just you know (laughs) saying this to myself but it is good to remind myself like you have the privilege of taking care of him so like don't take it for granted yeah that's a good movie right there if it can make you think like that 
I, that, I think that's why I love it so much is I, I, I really needed it. I, I could see that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I always, I always love when movies like just like, how, how the fuck did you know I was going, I like, I experienced yeah. this and it's like, <clears throat> and I don't even know if they like, and it's such a specific situation that they can't even, there's no way that they would have ever thought somebody would take this from it, you know? Yeah. Maybe they did. I don't know. But interesting. Yeah. I do want to talk about the very end shot though. I don't know if this is something that I, I was kind of confused about of her. So it's after she, Maria finds what happened. Well, she kind of thinks she can tell, you know, she puts two and two together probably. Um, and the very end shot is a, it's, it's like a weird shot of her, like not center of screen. It's kind of has, still has a lot of the like, um, sky behind her and she's just looking around. And then she finally, like, I think there's like a moment of realization and she like looks up or something like that. And then it ends. And I was kind of confused about that, but after reflecting on it <clears throat> and I want to see what you thought, but I, it felt very strange for me at the beginning, but I think it is a mirror of a scene that happened at the beginning of the movie. So after the sheep had the lamb and, you know, they, they took her away, there's a scene of her, of the sheep, like the mom with the other ones, but she's kind of, she's in her own like pen. Like it's kind of like a very small square that she can like run circles around. And she is doing that. She's like aimlessly wandering around and just like looking and I remember like looking through each like side and each corner. And I remember telling like leaning over Sebastian, I was like, this is making me sad because she, you can tell she's looking for like her, her baby. <clears throat> and so I think it's a mirror of that because that's kind of what she's not running around in circles, but she is kind of in the same position of just having Ada taken, Ada, whatever her name is, taken from her. And she's just like looking around and trying to figure out like what she's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. And that's like, that's good. That's some good, uh, uh, like circular plot. I like that. I like that a lot. <clears throat> Cause I think at the end, another thing I realized too, and I don't know if people also thought this, but as soon as she made that, like, it was like a sigh or, you know, it was kind of like a, like I said, a moment of realization. I was like, oh, she's not, she's just going to leave it. She's not going to go find her. I, that's yeah. what I thought happened. I don't think yeah, she like, I think she came to terms with did. it. Yeah. She was like, I, I fucked up. You know <laughs> yeah, what? This did. is like even an eye for an eye. And I mean, kind of. what are you going to do? Um, yeah. And so I have an ending. I, if people want to know like what the director and what, Naomi, um, the, the lady that played Maria, she's an amazing actress, but she also produced this movie, I think. So they had a discussion with, um, I think it was, I think it was New York Times, somebody, but um, where they talked about what the ending means to them. And so the director said, I don't know where they live, but he can stand. What? Oh, so they're asking about um, what the dad, like the hybrid whatever the fuck what he stands for like I think the interview asked is like does he stand for nature and so the director said I don't know where they live but he can stand for so many things and then Naomi said 
is he nature or the devil or karma? I mean, the human characters do take something that is not theirs to have. Um, the lamb, Ada, doesn't belong to them. We basically steal her and I shoot her mom. I think Maria knows that that happiness, <clears throat> knows that happiness is a short chapter, that it's borrowed time. That's why she didn't run after Ada. She knew that she had it coming somehow. I, I like that idea of it being a borrowed time. Yeah. And there, her time was up. And she was happy. I mean, they did say they were very happy, but it's over. Happiness is fleeting. Uh, nothing ever lasts. And the lamb had again, a coat on. Though, the lamb had on a coat. I got to say, um, after talking about it, this is like a common thing. I, I like this movie a little bit more. I wish there was more lore on the lambs. Because I remember we talked about this trailer. Very few times I think this has happened where we talk about a trailer and then we actually have a full episode on it. Mm-hmm. Going back, I know I talked for sure about the... Uh, there's like this one scene where there's like an opening in the chest mm-hmm. of the lamb. I wish... I wish there was like more lore into it, you know, because I feel like when we watched it, we were like, oh, what if there's like people in like, they're not lambs, they're little people, you know? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I, I just to... wish there was a little bit more lore. I'm sure there is that if you been... look for it. Yeah, probably. Like, I think I did read something. I'll send you the article, but I think he did talk about some of the lore of like Icelandic stuff mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's based on something. I kind of like that it lives in its own world, though. I, I really like yeah. when movies don't explain themselves too much. Like, uh, I, I did... I, I When they showed the dad, I was like, fuck, we're going to see, like, a whole fucking camp of them. Um, but then I like that he just... He's like, he just fucking leaves, and that's it. And the mom's like... Or, and Maria's like, okay. <laughs> like, that's fine with me. Um, all right, I have some fun facts to close out. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, number one, it took eight years to make this movie. Damn, bro. That's a long time. Worth it. Um, in pre- and whoa, in preparation for her role, Naomi Rapace, I feel like I'm saying her name stupidly, but whatever, spent time on an Icelandic farm and even learned how to actually help a sheep bring a sheep into the world. That's one thing I had a question about, and I'm I think this kind of answers it because the scenes where they're like helping, you know, they're like basically pulling the fucking lambs out of the sheep i was like this looks real and it looks like she actually knows what she's doing so i think she yeah. actually did learn how to do this so just kind of yeah funny. i was gonna say that what a that weird was thing pretty... to know yeah awesome skill <clears throat> pretty gnarly but kind of cool um all right so highest oh what oh yeah so <laughs> Second to last. So this is the highest grossing motion. <laughs> I okay, just highest? Me. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, so most of these, I'll edit them because I'll edit them in the way that I would say them. And this one, I did not. I just copied and pasted it. So this is the highest grossing motion picture in the history of Icelandic cinema. Nice. As of 2021, earning over millions of dollars on the first weekend alone. This also makes the first film, the most attended Icelandic film shown in the U.S. theaters ever again on the first weekend alone and this despite being pitted against such big name blockbusters like the james bond franchise which premiered in usa theaters on that same weekend last yeah weekend. people people over talking 
all over TikTok. I watched I watched Slam and shit. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I gotta say, when I went, I went by myself. I I um. Oh yeah, you said you said something happened, right? <laughs> yeah, I I just assumed there were a bunch of frat boys, but they came in, sat down, a little bit a little bit loud, and I was like, ah, they're just gonna talk throughout the movie. But they didn't. Uh, the only thing that they really said at the end was when it finished, they were like, uh, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I kid you not in that voice. And, and almost one- every A24 movie I've seen, that exact phrase is said. Like when I watched yeah. The Witch and Hereditary and this mm-hmm. other movie with Ethan Hawke that I forget the name, people are like, what? That shit sucked. That's Why what would you said. see this? Why would they even see that? Who let them in? <laughs> I don't. It was like it was like a group of them too, because I I just imagine they were like, <laughs> like, let's go see the Lamb movie, Baby and Lamb. Don't you wish they would have like, is it called subverted like your expectations where they would have been like, wow, that was a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> like just do something Fully, not just super eloquent. Yeah. <laughs> And he like talks to you. And he's like, you know what? I feel I feel like the, I need to defend the quietness in this movie real quick. <laughs> he's like, I see your <laughs> your uh your noting this on Letterbox. Would you like to follow mine? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last one. This is my favorite. I saved it for last. So, um, the I'm not gonna say her name again. The actress that played Maria. <laughs> she said, out of all the animals, the cat was the worst to work with, and called uh-huh. her a quote diva. Um, Ooh. so this is from IndieWire. Is a quote. In one scene, the cat is meant to jump up on the bed and interact with the sleeping Maria. Um, Naomi says, the cat caretaker is throwing cat candy on me. So I'm in there. So I'm there flinching every time it lands on me, trying to pretend that the candy is not hitting me. And the cat is sitting next to the camera just watching. (laughs) And then the director says, cut, cut, cut. Like he's just like, whatever. And the cat finally then jumps on and eats the candy whenever he calls mm. cat. <clears throat> so the cat was a little shit. I can't believe I forgot to mention this, but the lamb also holds a cat. I fuck. I I think I like get, like laughed really hard. I or, that. Like screamed whenever she. It's whenever she like walks. I think the dad just woke up. Like it was like in the morning or something. Uh. And, which you can't tell. It's like the same way every single yeah. entire movie. <clears throat> but um when she like is sitting at the dining table and we like you can hear her doing something and i think you hear the cat like meowing or something and then they cut to her sitting and the cat is in her lap and she's holding it you don't That's remember fun. that i want to get that fucking tattooed on me that was the cutest thing i've ever seen <laughs> in my fucking life no i don't really remember it <sighs> so good all right that's all the notes i have all the fun facts all right that's it this is a long ass episode Oh, yeah. How long have we been going? My recording has been going for two hours, but I think... Worth it. Well, you also did take like a 20-minute shit break. <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't think I'm going to tweet it, but I had to I had to grab the bowl with both <laughs> hands for stability. I think Y'all you should know what I'm talking it. about. Tweet it, and then I'll retweet it instantly. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I've given oh. everything. I've <laughs> <laughs> given this everything I have. And this is a really chaotic episode, I feel like. 
we should add in 20 minutes of just scenery <laughs> i can Audible do a b-roll of my apartment yeah we'll do that um i'll just record audio of me on the bus just like ambient sound Ooh, i can put randall in the hoodie do that i don't know if it well once he recovers yeah he's he's hurt he's hurt he's fine he's not hurt <laughs> he, he's in pain no we gave we gave him some meds that they gave us dang all right well uh thanks for listening if you made it this far <laughs> comment the lamb had a coat on yeah if you made it this far i don't know where you would comment that never mind don't comment that comment on the youtube uh the lamb grabbed the bowl the toilet bowl <laughs> with both with hand and hoof and enough. Okay, Home. that's it. We have to go. <laughs> yeah, we gotta go. All right, bye.